Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Matthew 2, and I'm just reading, and I'm all the way down through, all the way down through uh, verse 12. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Where's he at? I'll take him. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. It didn't just bother Herod. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Now, this is always, I've thought, I've, I've, they knew. <laughs> and they said unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet. And thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. My, my thought on this is the scribes and the Pharisees, they didn't care if he was born. They didn't even care enough to go see themselves. Much like the world today. The, the Bible's very plain about this. You'll know who he is. Seek and ye shall find. Just that simple. So they want to see, see, search diligently for the young child. Young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Liar, liar, pants on fire. He's going to kill him. When they had heard the king, they departed and lo the star. There it is again. Which they saw in the east. They saw it in the east. Went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. I've often wondered how high that was. If the beam of light was directed down to where Christ was, if the star was low enough that it was just on the horizon. You know, when the, when the sun is, is coming up or going down, it reaches a place there, it's hard to drive, isn't it? You got your shades on, you got your cap visor down, you got the little blinder on the window down, you still can't see. It's bright, so it's bright. But it's down on the horizon. Did it come down low? Was they following? I, I have no answer for you. It's just something to contemplate, think about. They could see, I know this for a fact, they could see it. And it, and it shined the light where they need to be. It's still shining the light, isn't it? 
When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming into the house, into the house, get that? They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. No doubt who he was. When they had worshiped, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. They brought three gifts to Christ. That's, that's, that was the connection. Many people try to tie that to the, even write songs, We Three Kings of Orient are. I mean, they try to tie the three, take that number, and, and through, the, through the periods of time, we've connected those dots Everybody knows what I'm talking about right now. And there it is. And so they've, they've, they've associated that. But this was a much larger caravan by all studies that I've ever done. There was, there was a huge number. For it to upset Jerusalem, there was a bunch of them that showed up. It wasn't just three. And there they was. And the star was there, just like they said. And they showed up where the star was. And there was Christ. And they brought these three things that speaks to his deity, to his anointing, and to his death. You'd see the frankincense used in the apothecary. You'd see the gold represented the deity. Everything in that temple or tabernacle was covered in gold. The, the instruments that was going to be used speaks to his deity, but the myrrh spoke to his death. The swaddling clothes, heard Cal Ray preach this just the other day. The swaddle, read it, read it, actually, that something he preached. And the swaddling was not only they swaddled the children at birth, but they swaddled people at death. So it spoke to his being born and his death as well. We see these three gifts here speaking to the life of Christ. Who was he? He's the king. He's the king. What is he going to be? He's going to be Christ. Jesus. Jesus is his given name. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Christ is his title. Anointed one. Anointed. Speaks to his deity, his anointing, and myrrh to his death. He's going to die. He's born. He's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He's going to die for the sin of the world. One, praise God. His blood purged and paid the price for all the sin of every heathen that was ever born on the face of the earth. That's some kind of blood there. And they brought him three gifts represent him of who he was and who he is and who he ever shall be. So, I'm going to ask us a personal question. You can ponder this in your heart. It's not, it's, it's not, it's a, it's a question for you to think about and not answer. I will answer for myself and you can see what you think about that. So if we could give the Lord one thing on this, the celebration of his birth, if we're bringing him a gift, you personally. You're going to bring him something. What are you going to give him? And you know what I'm going to give him? This sounds bad, so don't fall out with me. I'm going to give him a request. It's not, it's not something that I need. Well, I do need it, but it's not something personal for me, you know, we'll give what Lisa sings that song, we'll lay our crown at his feet. But I'm going to give him a request, Junior, and you know what my request is going to be? Lord, 
I want, I want, I want you to give me something that I can give it. I can give it back to you. I want you to give me a greater burden. If I need one thing, I need a greater burden for lost people. So instead of bringing him something, all the earth is mine in the fullness thereof, he doesn't need anything from me. I need him. Praise God, I have him. I have him. If I can give him something, I'm going to give him a request. I'm going to say, Lord, burden me like I was 20 years ago when I just didn't think I could live if somebody wasn't saved. And I'd lay down to pray and cry, cry for, for extended periods over lost people. I've not done that in a long time. Not that I don't shed tears for lost people, but not like I did. We're too busy with everything else. I mean, hey, we got a lot going on. A lot of people, a lot of needs. You just get to needing this, needing that, needing that. And that's okay. That's what we do. It's what Randy and I do. But look here. You know what? What we need, what we need is a burden for lost people. It's been, it been a while since we've seen anybody saved. Now, it's not that we haven't seen some saved, but it's been a while since we've seen some saved. We got, we got kids that's old enough to be saved, never been saved. Some of them come most every service. So Jude and Hannah calls me last night, and, and I'm right in the middle of study. It always happens at a most inconvenient time. And they call me right in the middle of it and said, said, Jana, we need you to talk to Jana. She's asking questions we can't answer. Said, I said, well, bring her over. We want to bring her to your house. I said, bring her over. So they bring her over to the house. And I'm, I'm going somewhere and I'm done. And I start talking to her. And she knows, she knows a lot of things. That's Jude and Hannah's oldest daughter, Jana. And, and she knows a lot of things, but she couldn't, she couldn't comprehend. She's not hearing the voice of the Lord. She's hearing Uncle Mike. She's hearing Uncle Mike, and she doesn't understand. She, she knows Jesus died for the I mean, she'll tell you. Jesus was the Son of God and died for the sins of the world. She, she can tell you that, but she just doesn't comprehend that she's in that center crowd. That should have broke me all to pieces. And I just talked to her. She left. I said, now... You're S-A-F-E right now. But when you understand this, when you come to the knowledge of this and understand that you are not safe and you're a sinner, you're going to need to be S-A-V-E-D, saved. And I said, it won't be Brother Uncle Mike that talked to your mom or daddy. I said, when he speaks to you, you'll know it. Because if I speak to you, somebody can talk you out of it. But when he speaks to you, when he speaks to you, then you're going to know you're a sinner. You're going to know he died for your sin. You're going to know you need to be saved. Listen, when we're talking to lost people, that should cut the hearts out of our chest. So Lord, you don't need gold and you don't need frankincense. You are the anointed. You are the Christ. 
you certainly don't need myrrh because you're never going to taste death again. <clears throat> but if I can give you something, I'm going to give you a request. I'm going to say, Lord, give me a burden that I can give you souls. And I challenge us in the year 2024 that we'd target, target one, target one. Not asking that we target personally 10 or 12, which is good, but just target one. Everyone in this room and everyone watching on video, get one. What would that do for the kingdom? It'd do a lot. You might lead the next Spurgeon to the Lord. The next Moody. We don't know. We don't know. What Junior Gardner told me one time, he said, son, when I was over there that morning and preached and you rededicated your life, he said, I feel like I got a piece of everybody you ever seen saved. I said, there's not a doubt about it. I'm standing in the funeral line the other day. About to visit, about to visit uh, my my cousin had a 55-year-old son drop dead of aneurysm in an automobile. Just died. So I'm down there at the church. The church is packed out. It's out in the country. That Methodist, used to be a Methodist church. They went independent now. Way out there on whatever road it was. And it's a big church. Big, I was shocked. Got there. Big church. Packed out. I'm standing in line. And, and I'm seeing... The boy that died was a Kennedy, but his mama was a Ledbetter. So I'm, I'm related to the mother. After this, I'm praying a promise. I'm related to the mother, but, but not, not the daddy. I knew the father, but I didn't know the children. I've been in church with the others, but not the children of this, and certainly not the, the fellow that had passed. So a lot of them don't know who I am. I'm standing in line, and my cousins are on the other side, and the place packed out. They're waving at me. They know I'll be over there in a moment. But... This younger guy standing behind me. And you ever feel like somebody's staring at you? You know, and you just don't want to turn around and go, hey. I could feel his eyes in the back of my head. I'm standing there and I'm kind of looking over my shoulder. And he, he said, excuse me. I turned around and looked at him. He said, what's your name? I said, I'm Mike McCoy. He said, you don't remember me. He said, 21 years ago, you were preaching a revival at Livingston First Free Will Baptist Church. He said, I was a young boy. He said, I got saved down there. There's been a lot of things cheer me up in the last few weeks. But they wasn't much done more. It's more for me than that right there. I thought, bless God. That's good. I need some more of that right there. That's what I need. So Lord, I'll give you something. I'll give you a request. Give me a burden that I can give you souls. Let's see some people saved. Hell's real and it's forever. Heaven's just as real 
and it's sweeter than honey. You'll come play me a song. Somebody might want to pray tonight. I don't know. You might be here. You might be unsaved. You might be here. You want to give God something. Maybe you want to give him your heart tonight. Maybe he's got your heart, but he don't have your hands. Maybe you want to say, Lord, I'll give you something for your birthday celebration. I'll give you my hands. Maybe you just need to give him your head. What you thinking? He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I'll just give you something. Let's stand our feet, Jewel, please. You're welcome to pray if you need to. Sister, just pick us up. Father, we love you. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.